In the Christian life, there are many ironies. For example, the weak are strong, the foolish are wise, the humble are exalted, and the broken are beautiful. Indeed, we have this treasure in jars of clay. What is this treasure? But the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the light of the glorious gospel of the glory of Christ. That will twist your tongue in a New York minute, but it will also change the way you see yourself as a believer in Jesus Christ. We may be knocked down, but we are never knocked out. Because we are cracked pots, the glory of God shines through our weakness, and the death of Christ means life to us. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Hello, I'm Brian Davis. Welcome into this Monday edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. Does that sound like you today? Do you feel inadequate in some areas, weak and powerless? Are you struggling with sin that has you feeling unworthy? Well, God wants to help you work through these struggles. But in the meantime, His glory can still be seen through the cracks and imperfections of your earthen vessel. Ron's teaching series, Crack Pots, How the Glory of God Shines Through Our Brokenness, continues next. So stay with us. Online, you'll find us at somethinggoodradio.org, where you can listen to the program on your schedule or make a safe and secure donation to the ministry. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where he serves as lead pastor, here's Ron with part two of his message, Treasures in Jars of Clay. He, he knows we're broken, not because he's at fault as the potter, he didn't make us correctly, no, because of our sin. Sin broke us. And sometimes our brokenness is related to other people sinning against us, what they've done to us. Sometimes our brokenness results because of sin that we've committed against God and we don't realize how broken we are. But the fact of the matter is, is we're broken, we're fragile, we're cracked pots. But when you come to faith in Jesus Christ, here's what God does. He takes his treasure, (laughs) the glory of the knowledge of the glory of God and the light of the glorious gospel of the glory of Christ and he places that treasure inside of us. Now, two things I want you to get here. Number one, the treasure is more valuable and more important than the vessel. That's not to say that you and I are, you know, 99-cent clay pots, you know, easily discarded. No, he created us out of the dust of the earth, the clay of the earth, and created us in his image. That makes us priceless, the fact that we are created in the image of the potter in the image of God. You add to that that he takes his treasure and places his treasure inside of us. Again, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, the light of the glorious gospel of the glory of Christ is inside of you as a believer in Jesus Christ. You you, you can't even calculate your personal value. But still, the treasure is more important and more valuable than the vessel. The other thing all this tells me is this. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you and I are chosen vessels. We let that sink in just a little bit. That God chose you 
as a believer in Jesus Christ to place his treasure in you. He didn't just create you in the image of God. That's true of all of humanity. But of those who place their faith and trust in Christ, he goes one step further to add value to us. He takes his treasure and places it inside of us. You are a chosen vessel if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul was, was a cracked pot. Actually, Saul of Tarsus was a cracked pot, if you know his story in the book of Acts. Saul was a first-century terrorist who went around killing Christians, and he met the Lord Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And shortly thereafter, there were some of the followers of Jesus that the Lord said, hey, you need, you need to kind of reach out to, to Saul, who later became Paul, but he's, he's now one of mine. They, they were all pushing back, saying, you know, we're not going to invite this guy as the guest speaker at our church next week. He, he's a terrorist. Are you kidding me? But uh, the Lord said to one of those followers, uh, go for he, that is Saul, is a chosen vessel of mine, Acts 9 and verse 15. He's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and children, the children of Israel. Only God would have done something so topsy-turvy, so upside down, so, so ironic as to choose a guy like Saul of Tarsus and say, you're a chosen vessel of mine. But I want to encourage you to receive that this morning as a follower of Christ. You're a chosen vessel. Inside of you is the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the light of the glorious gospel of the glory of Christ. No wonder Jesus said to his disciples, you are the light of the world. I'm putting my treasure in you. But that treasure is meant to shine through your broken places, through the cracks through the chips, through those weak places, through those fragile places. The problem is we want to cover those places up, don't we? We're presenting the, the, our strong self. We even come to church with our, our Sunday school masks on. How you doing today? Just, just fine, just fine. Got all my cracks covered up so you don't see them. And we wonder why the power of God doesn't flow through our life. Because at that exact place where you feel the weakest, the most fragile, the most broken, that's where the power of God flows. That's where the glory of God shines. We have this treasure in jars of clay. Now, there are more implications to this, and let's unpack this a little bit further. Because we are cracked pots, and I hope we're all in agreement by now, because we are cracked pots, number one, God is glorified when His power flows through our Weakness. And I've been saying that, but let me just nail it down even further. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 7, but we have this treasure in jars of clay, and here's the reason, to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. You see, when we're always about the business of showing our strong side, then it's all about us, isn't it? because of my background, my resume, my experience, my this, my that. I accomplish this because of strong me. God wants to accomplish something through you and through me through the broken places in our life and those fragile places and those weak places that we're trying to hide from others. Now, for that glory to shine and that power to flow, 
We as believers in Jesus Christ do have a responsibility here. I want you to hold your place in 2 Corinthians 4 and turn with me to um, 2 Timothy chapter 2. We have a responsibility to keep our vessel clean. I think this is what Paul has in mind. 2 Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse 20, he says, Now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable use. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. He changes the analogy a bit from the potter to, you know, a, a homeowner who has a number of different vessels. And the implication here is that you know, God, God is willing to take his treasure and put it in a broken vessel, just not a dirty vessel. All right? It's our responsibility as followers of Jesus Christ that if there's anything in our lives that are not rightly related to him, then what do we do? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us, to cleanse this vessel from all unrighteousness. A clean vessel is the best vessel through which the power of God flows and the glory of God shines. So again, some of our brokenness and some of our weakness is a result of sin that others have committed against us. I'm thinking of maybe some of you who are abused, either physically or emotionally or uh, verbally by somebody in your family or extended family. And you're sitting here with the broken pieces of your life. Uh, the mere mention of that person who abused you, you know, just, just puts you in a place of brokenness. Other times, and you're not unclean because of that, I'm not suggesting that, but other times we're broken because of sin that we've committed against God. David was in that spot. David was in a very unclean, weak spot as a king when he was living in sin, and it was time to clean the vessel, to come clean before God even, as he did in Psalm chapter 51. So I'm just suggesting that, yes, God is glorified when his power flows through our weakness, but if our weakness and brokenness is a result of something we have done, not what others have done to us, then it's time for some spring cleaning, right? Clean up the vessel if there's an area of your life that's not rightly related to Him. But if your brokenness is simultaneously a result of something that somebody has done to you, just know that the potter stands ready to pick up those pieces and to put you back together and to reshape and to mold and to heal and to redeem that which is broken in you. Still ahead, the rest of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Treasure in Jars of Clay, right here on Something Good Radio. Now, to hear any of Ron's messages on demand, visit somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, check out the new Something Good digital library where you can search to find answers to your biblical questions from nearly 30 years of Ron's Bible teaching ministry. You can stream for free and on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. Something Good exists only through the faithful prayer and financial support of friends like you. And today, as you give your gift to Something Good Radio, we'll say thank you with a gift for you. The complete audio download to the series you're hearing now, Cracked Pots, How the Glory of God Shines Through Our Brokenness. That's all six messages in Ron's teaching series, Cracked Pots, How the Glory of God Shines Through Our Brokenness. 
It's our way of saying thank you for your gift to Something Good Radio. Donate online at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. You can also call our offices at 757-276-1099. Now let's get back to Ron for the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, Treasure in Jars of Clay. Secondly, because we are cracked pots, we may be knocked down, but we are not knocked out. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Paul says, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Now, does that describe anybody here today? You come here to church and you feel afflicted, you feel perplexed, you feel persecuted, you feel struck down. You feel knocked down, but here's the good news. You're not knocked out. Not where God is concerned. I, I think of the heavyweight boxer who, you know, is, is battling it out from round to round. It's a brutal fight, and, you know, in round three, he gets a, he gets a right hook across the jaw, and he's down, and he hears one, two, oh, he's back up again, and now it's round five, and he gets a, a left hook to the jaw, and he's down. And he hears the referee counting down, one, two, three, back up again. It goes round after round, all the way to the 10th round. He's knocked down, he's knocked down, he's knocked down, but he's not knocked out. And he wins on points. I mean, that's, that's kind of the Christian life. That's who we are in Jesus Christ. I borrow this phrase from J.B. Phillips, uh, who paraphrased the New Testament. And he, here's how he paraphrases 2 Corinthians 4. Verses 8 and 9, we are hard-pressed on all sides, but we are never frustrated. We are uh, perplexed, but never in despair. We are persecuted, but never deserted. We may be knocked down, but we are, we are never knocked out. That's the good news today, friends. It may be uncomfortable for you to even interact with those weak parts of your life, those broken parts those parts that you're trying to hide from everybody else, that you're trying to put in the past. But as God is healing and as He's redeeming, uh, he, He's looking to shine His light and to flow His power through those, uh, those difficult places. Finally, number three, because we are cracked pots, the death of Christ means life to us. Look at it again in 2 Corinthians 4, now in verse 10, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you." Again, one of the great ironies of the Christian life, so ironic that the world doesn't understand the death of Christ. The world looks at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and says, oh, the sad ending to a, a good moral life and a good teacher. Uh, too bad for Jesus that he got on the wrong side of politics in Jerusalem and ended up on that Roman cross. No, to the believer in Christ, uh, the cross of Christ is the power of God unto salvation, but to the world, it's foolishness. It's foolishness. How, how can life come from death? Well, again, we understand the death of Christ to, to be the life of God. 
flowing through us. He paid the penalty for our sins on that cross. And the power of God flows three days later when he rose triumphantly from the grave. But it's not just that the cross of Jesus Christ leads to eternal life. The cross of Jesus Christ is also how we live the Christian life, and it leads to the abundant life, the blessed life, the fruitful life. Didn't Jesus tell us in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, if anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, <laughs> and follow me. He said to his disciples, listen, guys, the, the, the way to live the victorious Christian life is by daily denying yourself, not indulging yourself as the world tells you to do, and, and, and not saving your life, but, but dying, dying to the very things that, that keep the life of Christ from you. Again, sometimes our brokenness is the result of our own mistakes our own sin, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, but we have nobody to blame but ourselves, and we, we need to come to the cross of Christ. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to cleanse us, to cleanse this vessel, and to uh, lead us in the way everlasting. But it's the death of Christ that means life to us. Maybe you're here this morning and what feels like death to you is a dream that you once had, a dream of a particular future. You know, you, you put all this time and investment into going down a certain direction, and it just didn't work out. And here you are with the broken pieces of your life trying to figure out, where do I go from here? And God is waiting for you to just hand it to Him, the potter who will put the pieces back together and reshape you and remold you and repoint you in a direction. But you got to die to the dream. Maybe it was a dream that was not rightly related to God. Maybe it was a dream you came up with that you, you never considered what God might have thought. But, but there's a death there. There's just this feeling of, of death. It's the death of a dream. But the death of that dream gives life to a new dream when you hand it over to God and, and the potter takes it and takes those shattered pieces and those broken pieces and begins to reshape you and repoint your life in a different direction. Again, the death of Christ not only gives way to eternal life, but the cross of Christ also gives way to the abundant life and to the life that God always dreamed for you and dreamed for me in Christ. It's a lot to digest in week one, isn't it? We're cracked pots. We're cracked pots. We're either cracked pots, and that's all of us, that's all of humanity, or were cracked pots in whom the treasure of God resides. What's the difference between the two? Romans 3 and verse 23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That describes all of humanity. Yes, we were, we were unearthed by the potter and, and, and molded by the dust of the earth. He created us in His image. But our spiritual and physical forefather, Adam, rebelled, and we inherited that sin nature, and we, we, are, we are sinners. All have sinned. We are broken sinners in a broken, fallen world. But there are some, though cracked pots, still possess the glory of God and the treasure of God. You say, well, how does that happen? By faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, apart from Christ living in you, 
through the cross of Christ and his, his, his redemption through His blood, apart from that, you're just a cracked pot. And yes, created in the image of God, but apart from the treasure of God, one day discarded from His presence. Today could be a day when you not only recognize your brokenness and that you're chipped, that you're cracked, <laughs> that you're not all that, you're not all that the strong you presents to the world. It's a day of coming to terms with, yes, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that gift is the forgiveness of your sins, eternal life with Him forever, and the placing of His treasure. Let me say it again in case you forgot the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the light of the glorious gospel of the glory of Christ, his treasure placed inside of you. And as Jesus said to his disciples, let your light shine through the brokenness, through the weakness, through the fragile places, so that the glory of the knowledge of God and the glorious gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ can touch other people's lives. Thanks for being here with us for today's Something Good radio message, Treasure in Jars of Clay. Ron, you talked about the idea of self-denial just a moment ago, and I wonder if you could talk a little further about that concept, because that seems to be one of the foundational keys to the abundant Christian life on earth. Brian, I'd go so far as to say it is the foundational idea, not only to the abundant life in the here and now, but also to eternal life in the hereafter. Think of it this way. In order to come to faith in Christ, you have to admit you need a Savior, other than yourself. You're forced to deny your own power to save yourself, your own ability to earn your way into heaven. You have to admit that you're not okay. That's the very first thing you must do because in order to accept Christ as your Savior, you have to acknowledge that no one else can be your Savior, including yourself. It's a great step of humility and of self-denial, and it leads to eternal life. And that same principle of humility, this, this idea of dying to yourself, is also what ultimately gives us the abundant life here on earth. Now, all kinds of people write books about self-improvement and self-esteem and self-advancement. But the truth is, self-denial is the very thing that leads us to all of those things. The world will tell you just the opposite, but the world is sadly mistaken. The truth is, when you deny yourself, when you take up your cross and lay down your life, when you give your life away in service to others instead of catering to your own self-interest, God is then able to infuse you with this divine brand of joy and peace that brings about the abundant life Jesus always talks about. It is only those who are willing to die to themselves who can gain access to these two lives, the abundant life in the here and now and eternal life in the hereafter. Great stuff, Ron. Thanks for sharing those additional thoughts from today's message, Treasure in Jars of Clay. Now, before we sign off, what can you tell us about your next series, which begins tomorrow, right here on Something Good Radio? 
Well, Brian, today I laid the foundation for what the series is all about, a little theology, a few overarching principles and general thoughts. But now it's time to put a few faces on the idea so we can see what it looks like in everyday life. So in my next message, I'll take you to the life of Moses, a great man of God. In fact, God himself said Moses was the most humble man on the face of the earth. But even Moses had a few cracks in his pot. He made some mistakes. He had some insecurities. And we'll explore these things next time right here on Something Good Radio. Looking forward to it, Ron. That's Tuesday in Dr. Ron Jones' message, Moses, Moments of Glory, Feats of Clay. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.